Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely fantastically blessed day today, as always. And again, I want to continue to encourage everyone to get the truth out. We had uh, the Shaw family come by yesterday from Wisconsin. They were great. We got to talk to them for a while while they were stopping down here in Florida. It's always good to talk to like-minded individuals and health masters family down here. And I've always encouraged everyone to stop by and say hi uh, if you're down here in central Florida. And, you know, as more and more people are starting to wake up, it's always important that we continue to try to work with one another and we try to encourage one another and we keep speaking up the truth. And I've seen a lot, lot more of that lately. And I commend and I thank everyone for doing that all across the country because silence doesn't benefit anyone in a tyrannical society. And that's what we've watched now over the last couple of days. We've seen some things happen that have just been, you know, unprecedented. You know, my wife asked me last night, she's like, she doesn't watch a lot of this stuff, you know, because she hears about it a lot of the house and she just doesn't watch a lot. Of, she tunes out of a lot. She hears enough for me. And she asked me, she goes, has there ever been in the United States, has anybody ever actually gone and like raided, uh, pre- you know, retired or, you know, former president's home? And I said, no. I said, that's the part about this. I said, that's usually the kind of level of respect. You don't cross a line. Even if there is something that's going on, you know, more than likely it can be handled through attorneys or subpoenas or something like that. And I said, but sending in, you know, 30, 40 FBI agents to raid a former president's home and taking private belongings, you know, for nine and a half hours. I said, it's unprecedented. And she goes, well, does that happen like anywhere else? I said, well, yeah. I said, it happens all the time in third world banana republics. I said, it was very common in Cuba. When Fidel Castro, anybody that would run against him, he would immediately pretty much mobilize his private military and he would go and raid them and he'd find some type of information or evidence or documents that, oh, these guys are criminals. They're plotting to kill me or they're doing this. And he'd arrest them and pretty much kill the opposition. This is very common in societies that are collapsing under tyrannical law. Nobody's allowed to question anything they say, and this goes back to a lot of what happened in under the crown, under the British crown. You couldn't go against King George. King George was literally untouchable. He was, you know, a god with a little G while he was on the crown. You couldn't do anything. You could not overthrow him. You could not question him. You could not talk back to him. You couldn't even talk bad about him. That's where they're starting to try to take this, and this is what the entire concept of what they did this week is, is it's to show everybody this absolutely unacceptable show of force in the fact that the FBI does whatever they want. Now Merrick Garland is trying to distance himself and say he had no idea that this was really going to happen, which is total lies. Because Judge Napolitano talked about this in in detail on Tuesday on the fact that the AG of the United States had to have signed off on this along with the FBI director, along with going to a meeting with the magistrate judge down here in Florida that we talked about yesterday, Warren, that was a prior attorney for Jeffrey Epstein. All these guys knew what was going on. This was not some, oh, well, we just happened to get a FISA warrant off the cuff, and, you know, we're just going to go down to Mar-a-Lago and kind of hang out and go go try to flew some things, see what we can find. It wasn't like that. It can't be like that. It never was like that. It never will be like that. There are very, very, very detailed steps that have to be go through, to go through in order to execute this level of invasion on a former president. Because remember, Hillary Clinton, I mean, she whitewashed and bleached her whole laptop. I mean, she destroyed 
thousands and thousands and thousands of emails and then said, oh, well, it was, it was private emails about my, my yoga classes. I had 33,000 emails detailing my yoga classes and stuff with my daughter. And I didn't want that personal information. So I destroyed all of it, even though she had, she had a subpoena. Didn't matter. Didn't matter what she was storing on there. Didn't matter all the illicit stuff she was documenting. Didn't matter how we all knew and the research all pointed that she was directly involved in the Benghazi invasion in Libya and Ambassador Stevens getting killed, including multiple contractors and GRS operators that got killed over there. Didn't matter. Never got, never got a warrant, never got any type of invasion or any type of raid from FBI. Not one single time. Not even a threat of it. Well, it's because they're running the show behind the scenes. And I saw an article earlier from one of the representatives down here in Florida. And, you know, he blatantly said that if you start, if they, the United, basically Florida and any other free state needs to start going against FBI if they do not properly document, document things and they do not have uh, basically a local sheriff's department attached to them. In most cases, even if it's a federal incident, the FBI is supposed to have some type of local law enforcement attached to them. Now, they may have done this in this case, but – and the matter of fact is local law enforcement, the sheriff, is the final say-so as far as law enforcement. You know, if a federal agency wants to come into a certain part of Florida, they can't just show up without notifying local law enforcement. They have to notify them so that they don't end up getting in a gunfight or having some conflict of interest. So they'll notify law enforcement, and law enforcement pretty much always stands down because it's the feds. And what we're seeing here is now the states, and this is what the representative in Florida said, the states are going to have to start standing their ground with this as far as with unlawful search and seizure and invasion of privacy. Just because now, and we've seen this, and this is sad, just because somebody has a warrant doesn't mean it's legal anymore. We've seen this go completely and totally out of control, the no-knock search warrants all across the country over the last two decades, where you've had federal agents and local law enforcement raid houses. They were the wrong houses. Shoot people that were simply defending their home because at 4 a.m., Somebody kicks in your front door and throws flashbangs in and starts screaming and yelling, and you're abruptly woken up, and you grab a 12-gauge, and you fire in the direction of the flashlight, and all of a sudden you get lit up. Or you don't get lit up, and then they charge you basically you know, attempted murder on law enforcement or federal agent. This is a problem that's starting to escalate. And then when I saw the, the, the job posting yesterday, and this went viral all over social media yesterday – and I screenshot it, and it's online, and I'm going to put it on the website if anybody has seen this now, jobs.irs.gov. And it was on yesterday. And it is a job posting for the major duties associated with the job description for an IRS special agent requiring, and it goes on here, adhering to the highest standards in conduct and maintaining honesty and integrity, working a minimum of 40 hours a week, being on call, goes through physical fitness. Then all of a sudden you scroll down and you go, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. This is what it says verbatim on their job listing for their new job applications for their 87,000 new agents that are going to be auditors and enforcement agents, I guess. This is how they're going to do it. And I quote, carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force if necessary. Be able to participate in arrest, execution of search warrants, and dangerous assignments. Guys, this isn't FBI or DEA. This is IRS.gov jobs. This is their job description, they're telling you, to be able to carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force if necessary. Now, I don't know about you guys, but there's not one single incident 
that I have been able to find this morning, and I looked, and I looked at multiple other guys that were talking about this as well. I have not been able to find one single incident online or any searches where it details IRS agents getting in gunfights. I have never found one single incident where IRS agents were gunned down or shot at because they basically had people they were auditing get mad at them. I can't find it. Now, you guys may find some deep, dark article down in the hole somewhere that I've never heard of, and that may be the case. But I went through and shifted through a bunch of stuff. I was up early this morning. This is very irritating to me. And I went through, and I'm like, why are we talking about IRS agents needing to carry a firearm and use deadly force? Verbatim is what they're saying. Why is the 87,000 IRS agents being added in this bill? Why aren't we adding 87,000 new school resource security officers to the schools to allegedly protect them against gun, you know, basically active shooters? Remember, wasn't, wasn't that the topic just, what, two months ago? How we need to ban assault weapons and how we need to protect the children and how we need to do all this. Remember there were the screaming and yelling and ranting and raving on the protest and on the Senate and on the Congress talking about it's all about the children. We need to protect the children. But yet they did nothing to increase security budget. They did nothing to increase security or law enforcement or contractors or school resource officers at schools at all. A lot of times they'll go in and they'll add like a $250 million provision nationwide, which is literally pennies. But suddenly we, we can't do anything about that. We can't provide more security for schools allegedly to protect school shooters or to prevent school shootings. But yet we simply have enough time and energy to hire 87,000 new FBI – excuse me, IRS agents that can – are actually going to be required to carry a firearm and willing to use deadly force. Now, what's interesting about this, Rob O'Donnell posted this, and I pulled it up. It was actually quite funny. He goes – well, I've actually found numerous instances. He's what he put. He goes, not sure what circumstances an IRS agent is needing to use deadly force because a Google search doesn't find one single history of assault on an IRS agent. What I did find is that the public probably needs deadly force protection against agents. That's what he said. And he put up multiple articles here. And these are just from recently. These are just from recent articles in recently. First one here. This is the, high, the headline. IRS criminal investigation agent arrested in December of 2021 for armed robbery and rent dispute. This IRS agent was arrested for armed robbery. Next one. IRS agent allegedly handcuffed an intern in his car and then raped her. That's that's a really nice one. We've got some high-quality IRS agents on the force. Uh, next one here. This was February 12th this year. Video of IRS agent allegedly assaulting tenant in East Boston leads to arrest. Oh, that's that's nice. Another one here. Okay. Um, I mean, really? So we're going to take these guys now and we're going to hand them firearms on top of everything else and say you guys need to be ready to use deadly force? Guys, this is what happens when you start having a tyrannical rule of law and an out-of-control government. When the IRS starts getting body armor and machine guns and the hiring of lethal force agents – it's a pretty much confirmation we're soon moving to the round-them-up phase of our cold civil war after they finish with the uh, rest-this-man phase we're in now. Think about that for a second. They're getting spooled up for this right now, and everybody needs to make this go viral. Now, it's ironic about this. If you pull this up on jobs.irs.gov, they've pulled down this job listing now. They pulled it down early this morning after literally – thousands, tens of thousands of screenshots went out on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook all across the country, and they couldn't turn it down. Facebook couldn't say it's fake news. They had a link straight to irs.gov. 
all of a sudden IRS is like, oh, whoopsie, you guys are supposed to know we're doing this, whoopsie, we're this compromised, whoops. So, guys, look at what they're doing right now and act accordingly and plan accordingly. This is not going to go well if this continues to escalate on this level. What we saw at the beginning of this week is very troubling. And the very fact that it all happened right at the exact same time, this infrastructure nonsensical bill got passed at the same time we're seeing IRS put out this this job application at the same time we're seeing – the video of the FBI director get completely and totally railroaded by Ted Cruz because the director of the field office in Detroit that headed the Gretchen Whitmore kidnapping plot that was total entrapment then got moved to the D.C. field office to head the January 6th investigations. Guys, there's so much corruption in these agencies right now. It's nauseating to me at the highest level. Act accordingly. Get the truth out there. That's one of the most effective things we can do at the very moment is blast this information from wall to wall everywhere you can to wake people up and show them that these cockroaches are trying to do something behind the scenes, and they need to get exposed for it every second of the way, Dad. What do you think? A really good opening, Austin. And uh, I also want to reach out and say – to thank uh, Mike and Rebecca show for coming to the office yesterday. I really enjoyed speaking with them. And Mike was so kind this morning. He texted me and told me he had prayed for me before the show, which means the world to me. Would you guys pray for us? Uh, also, let's talk about this IRS thing as far as this deadly force. You know, I really thought that whole thing was fake news. I really thought it was just kind of something that people were posting that really wasn't accurate. And then I started doing some background research on it, and I found the whole article here in the New York Post today, and it says that the IRS's online uproar over special agent job posting requiring the use of deadly force. Now, so this is a real story, and I was thinking it wasn't real, but it is real. And, and the sad part about all of this is that, you know, why are they asking these people to do this? I guess they're a type of law enforcement. It's, it's sometimes, you know, with law enforcement, with military, they'll come out and say stuff like this. You have to use deadly force. This is to collect taxes. And uh, I spoke with another friend of mine this morning via text this morning, Don, and he told me that they're basically coming in now to basically destroy small businesses with IRS and continue to collapse the economy to make us, you know, basically more dependent on huge conglomerates like Amazon, which has become the world retailer now, and that all these small businesses are just going to be gone and that they're going to be putting mom and pop businesses out of, out of business. Uh, Biden said now that his organization, his, his, his administration is not going to go after people that are earning $400,000 or less as far as, you know, from a business standpoint. Now, I don't believe any of that. I believe he's going to go after anybody he possibly can with this. Now, I will say this also. There are a lot of really good and caring IRS agents. It's like, it's like there really are a lot of good care, care and, you know, really care about you. FBI agents, CIA. There's a lot of good people in these organizations that are basically not being told the truth from the higher-ups or who don't agree with what the higher-ups are doing. That's important that we all understand that. We're not going to say that every single person in all of these agencies is bad because they're not. But, you know, you putting a doggone posting in to have to use deadly force as an IRS agent carrying a weapon to go someplace that basically are, you know, they're going to tell you that you, they're going to tell you that you owe more taxes. And if you don't pay the taxes, are they afraid they're going to get shot or get killed and they have to kill somebody in return? Is that what the United States is degrading down to? You know, the Supreme Court now is talking about, you know, you know, stopping the separation of church and state as far as the powers that there are there in the federal government. And, and that's all that whole thing has been a misnomer. OK, what is said in the Constitution, and this is what it means, is the state does not have the right to regulate the church. It doesn't say the church doesn't have the right to regulate the state. And this is what they've twisted it up. As. This, this is what the, this is what the Johnson Amendment did, because they didn't want churches coming in and talking about political issues from the pulpit. 
And that's a problem. And, and I know some really good pastors. I mean, good pastors who basically, you know, won't go into the, how should I say, the political realm in their churches because they feel as though that the calling of Jesus Christ and the mission of the church sits, it sits above that. And it basically is a hierarchy above the political scene. And basically to go into that political scene is to soil themselves in their actual mission. And I understand that. I got that. I, I see why they feel that way because a lot of them really believe that. But that's because they've been programmed now for the past 60, 70 years because of the Johnson Amendment. That's the problem we have. The church needs to be able to address the moral problems associated with the federal government. You know, I, I watched this video this morning that Carmen had sent me, and it was just basically this horrible school board meeting, and it's up in up north somewhere, I think it's Minnesota, in which the people, this lady was there showing pictures of the textbooks about the homosexuality being promoted to children all the way through, you know, high school. And it was in textbooks, you know, teaching them how to do explicit sex acts as homosexuals and lesbians. And, and you know, she's reading this, showing the pictures from the book. And of course, the school board's remaining silent, so she has her 180 seconds. And the people are all booing and hissing and carrying on because they don't want any of this stuff in their, in their school books either. And that's what Governor DeSantis said. He goes, we're not going to do this. The only thing that DeSantis didn't do is he did, she should have taken it all the way through high school. He should have said it's not our responsibility to teach alternative lifestyles to our children in any grade whatsoever. If they're going to be involved in this, it's their choice between them and their parents and what they're going to be taught at home, not what we're going to teach them in the schools. But he didn't do that. But he did say up to the age of eight. That takes them out of the theta brainwave state. So this whole thing has gotten so twisted up as far as now IRS wanting to use deadly force or recruiting people for that, just filthy stuff in school board meetings. And you kind of stop back and you kind of go, really, what in the world is actually happening here? And, and then there's a, there's a really good article that says America has turned into a slave class country voluntarily. This is the fault of the masses of the sheep who continue to worship at the altar of government, media, and political insanity. Now, I'll also say it this way. It's also at the altar of Hollywood and the altar of the Kabbalist Luciferian control of the media and the filthy movies they put out and all of the suggestive trash they've put into the movies now, which has programmed the youth of our country. That's why everybody knows who Angelina Jolie is. You know, everybody knows who Cher is. Or everybody knows who Brad Pitt is. I mean, people in third world countries know these people. And it's because they've been pushed and pushed and pushed into the media and through Hollywood to be programming forces. You know, now we have, like I mentioned the other day, last week, you know, Brad Pitt running around wearing a skirt to this last movie he did, which has been a huge flop, a horrible movie. And, and, and it's sad. It's sad to me that these people are put up in a hierarchy and people idolize them. It really is because they're a bunch of scum, most of them. And they're sick people. They're really twisted and perverted because Hollywood, the Kabbalist controlled group that runs Hollywood, has turned them into a bunch of many cases, homosexuals and lesbians and perverts and transgenders and pedophiles, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But yet we hold them in high regard and they have the biggest influence on our society. And that's one of the reasons that we've turned into a slave class country because we've been we believe the lie that they promoted on Hollywood. I'm gonna read you part of this article. We have just been through over two and a half years of total tyranny leading to complete totalitarianism. The country's slave class has voluntarily accepted home prison lockdowns. They've accepted the forced loss of their jobs. They've accepted the loss of most of all of their freedom. They've accepted state staged riots, property destruction, brutal violence allowed by the state. They've accepted a loss of almost all mobility to travel. They've accepted wearing deadly masks by order, and they've accepted deadly experimental poisonous bioweapon injections by the hundreds of millions. I can't say that any better than that. 
They live with purposely manufactured food shortages. They live with the loss of income at the hands of the hypocritical monsters in political office. They abandoned their families and friends. They lost all decent medical care, what little there really was. And they lived with a mass state of murder, that is, democide, the killing of the, by the people by the government. And they reported their neighbors and shunned all who did not comply with state mandate idiocy. And they crawled under rocks pretending that nothing was amiss. Now, that's pretty well said. And that's because the vast majority of the people in the United States of America have been brainwashed. They've been basically dumbed down by what I just said. Hollywood, the media, TV, the idiot box, which is a mind control box. That's why I, I urge you guys all not to, to watch the mainstream news ever. I mean, they're just going to program you whether you want them to or not. And if they don't program you, the commercials are going to program you for all the medical stuff they're pushing all the time. So you know, that's why I just got rid of my cable five years ago. I'm not going to pay for that mess. I'm just not going to do it. And, and so this is the thing that we've run into in the United States of America. And because we've done that, a lot of people just sat back. And, and, they've, and, they, and, they, and they basically say it this way. They basically they see something on TV, and they see that Mar-a-Lago has been raided. You know, and they see that basically the person who basically signed the search warrant, the judge, had said all kinds of bad stuff about Donald Trump on social media. And they just sit back and they go, and that's okay. It's somebody else's problem. It doesn't affect me. Ah, now we're going to get a little personal here today, aren't we? It's somebody else's problem. It doesn't affect me. As long as they leave me and my family alone, uh, we're not going to say anything. This was the problem with the homosexual movement and the lesbian movement. We always felt, well, this is somebody else's problem. If queers want to be queers and gays want to be gays and homos want to be homos and trans transgenders want to be transgenders, as long as they do it in their own house and they don't, we don't, they don't affect our life or our children or our families, whatever goes, you know, I'm a laissez-faire person. I'm going to be basically neutral on all of this stuff and, you know, they can do whatever they want. You know, the homosexuals have been with us since the beginning of time and I'm going to be more of a libertarian on this and be in a libertarian party. That's what we did. A lot of us, I have to say it, including me. And I sat back and I said, whatever. And, but the problem is it wasn't whatever for these groups of people who were the militant ones. They wanted to not only allow us to see what they were doing publicly, they wanted us to accept it. Not only did they want us to accept it, they wanted us to endorse it. And not only did they want us to endorse it, they wanted us to teach it to our children. That's what they did because we sat back and we said it's their problem. They're going to end up with AIDS or they're going to end up dying anyhow, so who cares, whatever. Sodom and Gomorrah has been here before and it's here now. And that's how we've looked at it as a country and as a Christians. So we've just walked away or they come into the churches and – we accept them for who they are, living in this unbelievably sinful lifestyle. We put them on the platforms. In some cases, as you see with Hillsong in New York, they have them sing and put them into a leadership role for the young people and the other people in the church to see who all know they are openly gay, you know, when they're not on the platform. And, and we sit back and we say, it's no big deal. You know, it's only one or two percent. Well, guess what, guys? Twenty percent of the kids now are saying that they're bisexual, the young kids. They're changing the entire narrative in our country because of what they've taught the children in school and because of what we've allowed to go out and accept. The same thing happened with the abortion. Now you have the day after pill and all the other stuff that happened. And now abortion has become a commonplace thing to the point that you know tens of millions of children are basically aborted in the United States and throughout the world every single year. I think it's 30 million a year globally, 40 million a year. And so this feeds the altars of Baal, the blood of the innocents. But we sit back and we go, it's okay. It's a woman's right to choose. But it's nobody's right to choose when it comes to the kill shot. 
You can abort your baby because it's your right, but if you say, I don't want to take the shot, we're going to fire you. What, what, what is, what is all this doublespeak? And what we've done is because it's somebody else's problem, you know, we, we, we make it out of scope. Here's an interesting article on it. It says, somebody else's problem is an issue which is dismissed by a person on the grounds that they consider somebody else to be responsible for it and it's out of scope in a particular context. Okay? And so this is the thing that we see over and over and over again when it comes to the acceptance of these social values and these morals and these, these social dogmas that are being forced upon us now by the Frankfurt School because we just believe it's not our issue. But now we're in a situation, aren't we, that we have an ex-president who basically is being forced to testify. I think he took the fifth over 400 times yesterday. Absolutely brilliant strategy. I mentioned that yesterday's show. I hope he takes the fifth, and I'm glad he did. And why is it he took the fifth? He took the fifth because he didn't want to give testimony and make a mistake under oath and turn right back around and have them usually get that against him and file a lawsuit against him for perjury like they did Roger Stone. Just thought I'd mention that to you. That's, I'm sure, why he took the fifth, because it's, it's easier not to get tripped up. That's why he read a prepared statement that had been approved by his attorneys, and then it was the fifth, 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 all the way through. Brilliant strategy. He listened to his attorneys, because Trump's a big mouth. I guarantee he didn't want to do that. He wanted to come in there, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that, that's what he wanted. I guarantee that's what he wanted to do, as what any of us that are type A would want to do when we're on our deposition. I've got a friend right, my, right now. His name is Eric. He's in, a big, he's in a big deposition all day. In fact, let's pray for him right now. Father, I pray for Eric. pray that you be with him, that you lead him by your Holy Spirit, allow him to speak eloquently and precisely, and to allow him to tell the truth and to do what he needs to do to be exonerated from this mess that they've got him in, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Guys, thank you for praying with me on that. He's a good friend, and he was basically charged. He's a medical doctor. He was charged for basically using vitamin D3 and zinc to combat COVID. <laughs> I can't make it up because he said it on a talk show and he didn't even say that. And they just picked him out to go after him. So this is a big, this is a big case. And you know what I would have done if I had been him, this is just my opinion. I'm not giving any legal advice. This is my first amendment, right? I would have prepared two or three different answers for a host of different questions. And every single time they asked me any question that was even relevant at all or close to that particular question, I would read the exact same answer over and over and over and over again. And uh, you think, well, why would you do that? Well, because that way you're not going to say anything that's going to incriminate you and cause you to be, quote, unquote, perjure yourself by accident like they did with Roger Stone, who was going to go to prison for this. Remember, he testified before Congress. And because he testified before Congress and was open about what was going on, they straight charged him with perjury, and they were going to put him in prison. And Donald Trump basically ended up you know, pardoning him. Now, which I think is a great thing, but I think Donald Trump should have also pardoned every single person that was involved with January the 6th. I told you guys that. He should have. In fact, if I had been, if I had been Trump, you guys, you guys may disagree with me on this, okay? I'd have pardoned every member of my family. I'd have pardoned every member of my administration that had ever done anything wrong who worked for me during the course of my tenure because of this political witch hunt that's been going on. And I'd have pardoned myself. If Donald Trump would have pardoned himself, he wouldn't be in the middle of this mess right now. Because now they're saying that he overvalued his assets and that that allowed him to get bank loans and special deals from banks and investors. And because and he lied on the paperwork. And that's what they're trying to prove. It's fraud. So they're trying to put him in jail for that or charge him with that. Here's the thing. You know, if you've got a house that's worth $100,000 and 
it's going up in value and you put down that the house is worth $120,000 in your estimate. And then, you know, six months later, the house is worth $150,000. But then you go under deposition and now the house is worth $110,000 and you said it's approximately $120,000 on the paperwork. They come in and say, oh, you committed fraud because you overestimated the value of your home. Well, I'm not saying that Donald Trump's done that on purpose. I'm not saying he hasn't done it on purpose. I have told you before on the show, and I'll say it again, I don't believe that Donald Trump's a billionaire. I don't believe that. I believe he wants you all to think he's a billionaire, but I think he's worth a few hundred million dollars, which is a lot of money, a few hundred, a few hundred million dollars, which is a lot of money, but I don't believe he's a billionaire. And so I think he's trying to cover himself because that's part of his, his mystique, isn't it, that he's a billionaire? Hanging out with the billionaire boy club, boys club. It's like Jeffrey Epstein wasn't a billionaire. A lot of these people are put out there for you to believe that they're billionaires or super successful financial people because they want you to believe that. Now, whether Donald Trump is a billionaire or is not a billionaire, I don't know. I just don't think he is. And I think a lot of this stuff, when they reevaluate his assets, is going to be showing that he's not worth what he says he is. Now, do I care about that? No. I don't care about that at all. I, I think that's ridiculous. Who, care? Who cares whether he's a billionaire or not? It doesn't affect me. And see, and that's how I look at all of this stuff. But the government wants to come in now and do this witch hunt with him, especially with that attorney general up there in New York who's awful, who Trump called a racist yesterday. Now, whether she's a racist or not, I don't know. It doesn't make any difference. But the point is this. Why in the world do we allow these organizations and these government entities to come in and attack us like we do and not stand against it? Well, there's another thing called normalcy bias. And this is a cognitive bias which leads people to disbelieve, to disbelieve or to minimize threat warnings. Consequently, individuals underestimate the likelihood of this disaster that's happening in the United States and how it may affect them or its potential side effects. And in many cases, this normalcy bias causes people not to adequately prepare for what's about to happen. And, and we see that because here's the thing. I was born in the 50s. You know, I'm a, I'm a you know, Andy of Mayberry, you know, a kid, uh, you know, Mr. Ed, the talking horse. I mean, you know, we watched really good things like Gilligan's Island, which is really an unbelievably stupid sitcom, but it is funny. And, and, and we watched all these crazy shows back in the 50s and the 60s, the, the amazing adventures of Superman. I think it was with George Reeves and all this stuff we did. And we had a, we had an America that was like a Norman Rockwell picture. It really was back in the 50s. And then it got worse in the 60s with the social unrest that was occurring on campuses around the country that was being pushed through and, and basically uh, fomented by the communist groups that were working on campuses. And then we had the, uh, the LSD junk that was going on that was done by Timothy O'Leary basically through Laurel Canyon that got into the universities and the schools and the high schools. And by the 70s, when I graduated from high school in 1973, I mean, drugs were a big deal. A lot of the people in my class, you know, smoked pot or took drugs every single day. And, and everybody was running around with long hair and you know, looking all scruffy. And, and I don't, don't get me wrong. I don't mind if a guy's got long hair. I could care less. It's not my issue. I don't care. Don't care if a girl's got long hair. I, I don't care about all that stuff. It's just that if you're going to do it, at least be you know presentable and clean. But it was kind of the grunge look back in the 70s. And then we had the acid rock bands that were coming in and destroying the culture. And everybody thought, it's okay. All this is a trend. It'll go back to the way it was with Andy and Opie because we have normalcy bias. And that's the problem with my generation and the generation after my generation and the after generation after my generation, all with those being born into the 80s. We just thought it'll just go back to the way it was. We have normalcy bias, so we're not going to prepare or try to fight against this. The problem is it didn't go back. It's getting worse. And now the new generation that's coming out right now, transgenders and gays and queers and all this weird stuff that's happening is normal to them. 
And so this is their normalcy bias that they're going to have is it's okay. It's just a tranny. Oh, it's okay. We're having a tranny show and she's not wearing underwear. Oh, but I didn't know this. It's a he. Oh, he has genitalia. Oh, wow. He has a, oh, he's got that too. Oh my goodness. He's showing us his private parts and we're five, six years old with little kids. We're in a public library. It's already happened, guys. And suddenly we think, that's not okay. That's not okay. But that now is normal for those little children. They see it as normal. They think it's okay. So every generation gets progressively worse. This is exactly what happened in Genesis chapter 6. Every thought of every man was evil all the time. You know, it took several thousand years from Adam to that to happen. It did, because all of a sudden this fallen angel group comes in here and starts breeding with humans and starts producing these Nephilim and starts producing these wicked, wicked, wicked rulers that were coming in and thing, telling the people, oh, it's okay to be a pervert. It's okay to be doing this. It's okay to doing that. And then, of course, God flooded the planet. But guys, you know, all of this stuff and the giants and all that happened again after the flood. And it's gotten progressively worse. Like Austin said yesterday, there's over 100 references to Baal in the Bible. And how the ancient Judas, Jews would go in and sacrifice their own children to Baal on these altars and basically drink their blood and eat their kids and all this crazy stuff they were involved in. And then, of course, you, then you have Moloch and then you have Asher and all these different gods that require the sacrifice of humans. And so I'm sure that the Israelites thought, it'll be okay. This won't continue. We'll go back to the way it was, you know, with Abraham. We'll go back to the way it was with Moses. We'll go back, we'll go back, we'll go back. But this group of people who planted these seeds, now we would call them the Kabbalists. Now we would call them basically the synagogue of Satan. Now we would call them Hollywood that planted the seed. They were around back then too. And the same group, the same, it's always the same stinking group of weirdos that do this, these ancient bloodline entities that do this, that cause this degradation of the human society. And they do it to punish God. They hate God because he created us in his image and he gave us a soul. And they can't figure out the soul thing. They really can't. They don't know how to deal with all that. And so rather than trying to just embrace God for who God says he is, they're trying to destroy God. And that's why this war in the heavenlies has been going on for millennia of time. It just is what it is. And we find ourselves in the middle of this giant civil war that's happening in another dimension and perhaps on other planets. We don't know. All we know is that we basically on this planet have had certain rules that have laid out that basically are protecting us, like they have to tell us what they're going to do to us before they do it because of that little thing they call white or lesser magic that's part of their little belief structure. And we have rules that God has put down here for us now that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And this evil one may not touch us because we're sanctified by the blood of the Lamb. He runs around as a roaring lion seeking those who may be devoured, but he cannot touch us because we are sanctified by God through Christ. That's the whole difference here, guys. And if we can get everybody to understand who Jesus was and who the power the power is that he gave us through, through, through what he did on the cross and this incredible fact that an omnipresent God went on a cross, if you can figure that one out and get it through your head and realize that his sacrifice for you is eternal and this Calvary that he did was the victory for all of us throughout all eternity, then it can make a difference. But Christians have to start being Christians again and acting like Christians and talking like Christians and being Christians. We have to become the dominant culture force in the United States. We have to. We, like I said to you before, and I thank you for doing this for many of you. Give this show to everybody that you know. And if you don't like our show, and I have no idea why you're listening to it if you don't like it, but if you don't like it, find a show that you like. And start promoting that show and telling your friends about it on your Facebook page. Tell about it on your Twitter account. 
Go to your email list and send the link. We send out a hyperlink to every single person for free every single day for the show. Every day. So you can email it to everybody. If we all do that in the aggregate and we start telling the truth of what we're talking about right now in the show, we can stop the normalcy bias and we can make people realize, hey, this is not okay. And, hey, this ain't going to get better unless we make it better again. But I want to share that with you guys today because this, this whole thing that's happening right now has gotten so twisted. And they're coming at us from all these fronts. They're coming at us with geoengineering. They're coming at us with food shortages. They're coming at, coming at us with a financial collapse. They're coming at us with you know, hyperinflation. They're coming at us you know, with what they're doing to Donald Trump and other political leaders who are going against them and what they say. They're doing everything they possibly can. Now they're coming after us with armed IRS agents that are willing to use deadly force. It's all to promote fear because fear is what separates us from God. Faith and fear are mutually exclusive. Either you have faith or you have fear. And we've got to have the faith that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Now, we've got to keep focusing on that and realize we can bring the country back. But, guys, it's important that we understand that we've got to stay focused on Jesus, the cross, the redemptive power of the cross, the blood of Christ, all the things he did for us, the blood covenant that he created for us between us and God Almighty, to allow us to go to the throne of God and pray and be heard by God Almighty. Guys, it's really important. Christianity is the only hope we have. It's not a political solution to a spiritual problem. It never will be. We've got to stop this. We've got to talk about God and Christ to our family and friends all the time. Well, they'll think I'm a Jesus freak. Well, good. I'd rather be a Jesus freak than a Satan freak. I mean, why would you not want to be known as a person who's going to pray? I have people come to me all the time because they know that I'm a man of prayer. And they come and say, can you pray for us? Can you pray for us? We're having this going on. My response is always, yes, I will pray right now. And I stop what I'm doing and I pray. That's how, that's how we have to be known. And we can change this mess. That's how the first century church conquered the entire Roman Empire and changed the entire calendar and the date and everything because they stood on prayer and they met together and they sang praises together and they were all about Jesus. That's how we change it, and that's how we get our country back. Also, what do you think, and what's your next story? That's exactly right. And one thing you said earlier, you know, as far as all these different things that are constantly, they're constantly bombarding us with, one of the biggest pivotal things that I think has occurred over the last two years that I think has had probably one of the most detrimental effects on not only the mindset, but the strength and mental rigidity of a lot of people as far as breaking down their own resolve and their own convictions was the RNA gene therapy kill shot, this COVID shot. And let me explain you this for a That's second. That's right. There's been wars. There always has been wars. This is not that's not a new concept. Fighting is not anything new. You can read in every history book all the back the history of time. There have been financial collapses. There's ups, there's downs. Every single person that I know that's my age or older has seen it all. We went through 2008. We're going through this again right now. There's up, there's downs, there's up, there's downs. Financial and ups and downs. That, that again, goes all the way back through history. One thing that's unprecedented that we've seen in recent history, this is, this is recent history. Now, there may be some stuff in the past, 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 but I'm talking about recent history in the United States. It was the ideology and it was the concept that you no longer have a right over your own body, your own actual body. I'm not talking about the abortion topic. Well, you think you have a right to kill your child in your tummy. You guys already know my stance on that. I'm saying the right for you to say, no, I don't want to be injected with this, and I have a right to live freely. I have a right to work freely. I have a right to speak freely. I have a right to completely and totally raise my family freely in the way I see fit. 
all those things were at least at the very attempt to be removed. Now, a lot of people on my end and dad's end and a lot of our listeners stood up for that and said, no, I'm not going along with this. A lot of people compromised on it. They allowed their children to be injected. They allowed themselves to be injected. They allowed people to say, no, you can't talk about other options. They did this very, very clearly, but very covertly where most people were so compromised by fear, exactly what dad just said, compromised by fear. They were unwilling to look at the truth. They were unwilling to look at the research, and they blindly accepted fear, and they had it injected into their body. Now, I know a lot of people had jobs and positions that they were in, and they were trying to fight back against them. But remember what I told everybody when that was going on? I said, push back. I had dozens of people, dozens of people I directly worked with all across the country that were talking to me about religious exemptions and what to put down. And I have a strongly held religious belief, specific wording, stuff to say, stuff to do, turnings to get. And a lot of people pushed back, and they did. And now you see it. Now that hospital up north I told you guys about, they lost that class action lawsuit against all those people that they either terminated or had to quit because of the shot. Now we're seeing the Air Force is involved in this. Now we're seeing the whole thing with OSHA got completely struck down by the Supreme Court. All this stuff was grossly illegal. Nobody has a right to come in, guys, and say you have to accept an RNA gene therapy shot in your body or a vaccine or an immunization. Nobody has a right to come up with a hypodermic needle and say, hey, guys, what? I have a right over you. I'm going to inject you and shoot this experimental shot into you because I said so. And what happened was so many people, when that happened to them, not just from the side effects standpoint, side effects or no side effects from the shot, when people caved into that, they relinquished their right. They said, you now own me. I no longer have a right to say what's in my body if I really don't want this shot. I no longer have a right to say no. I don't want to be penetrated with a hypodermic needle. You now own me, and you can do whatever you want to me for the foreseeable future. And they signed their name on it. Not one single person, not one single incident that I have seen, read, heard, talked about under any circumstances have I found about a person being strapped down, basically put on a C-spine board or a gurney, and being forcibly injected against their will. Every single person signed the document. Every single person signed the form and said they are consenting to this shot. They know what this shot does, and they know it's experimental, and they know the side effects to it, and they understand what they're doing, and they got the shot. Now, again, that's your right. You have a right to do that. Everybody has a right to do experimental injections if they want. But nobody has a right to tell you you're required to do that experimental injection. This study just came out from Thailand. Nearly three in ten children who received the Pfizer injection experienced severe heart effects afterwards, according to the study. Researchers studied just 301 children. It was a small test group. The students were ages 13 to 18 and had received one Pfizer vaccine. Most had no underlying disease, while 44 had conditions such as asthma or something minor. Researchers conducted laboratory tests to establish a baseline and follow up three days, seven days, and 14 days after the child, after the students received the second follow-up dose. Researchers found that 29% of the youth experienced severe cardiovascular effects, including chest pain, shortness of breath, heart palpitations, abnormal electrocardiogram results. Six experienced mitral valve prolapse. Four of them had basically described as heart disease. Six had extremely elevated high blood pressure for an extended period of time. Seven were diagnosed with myocarditis. Two of the children were hospitalized severely, and one was admitted into intensive care. 
Guys, that was out of that 301 students, a small test group. And yet these were all children that had no serious side effects or health effects, had no history of heart problems at all. The worst cases they had was like asthma. That was it. And these kids came down with severe heart problems. And the problem that nobody understands, and this is what bothers me so much about the mainstream media, is that they play off like, oh, well, they just got myocarditis. They just got pericarditis. I can tell you as a person that has recovered from pericarditis, it is not a joke. And myocarditis is much more severe. About 50% of individuals that recover from myocarditis usually have severe heart problems within five years later or, or die. You know, it's not just, oh, by the way, I got myocarditis and I'm cool now. It's no, you're going to have probably debilitating heart issues the rest of your life because of this injection you took into your body and your body had an adverse event. And what they were did they did was, and Pfizer was smart on this, as sick, sickos as they are, they made sure that they had different batches that had different ingredients in them or whatever they put in these things so that they had control groups and they had experimental groups and they had placebo groups. That's why if you go on how bad is my shot, you can go on there and click on your batch number and find out the side effects. We talked about this in detail in the expose that came out a couple months ago, and there were batch numbers that virtually had no side effects, like 98% of the people had zero side effects. I mean like not even like a sore arm, which tells me, my personal opinion, that was a saline solution. They did nothing. It's not going to – saline's not going to do anything to a normal person. Then you had other groups that over 90% of the people that got that batch had severe adverse events, including numerous deaths associated with that batch number. You can't tell me those are consistent batches that are being produced and there's not something different in those vials and those different batches. But yet they told everybody it was what? 100% safe, effective, and free. And all three of those were bold-faced lies. And they used again what dad just said, fear. They played off people's fear and emotions to convince them this is the shot. Either fear of risk getting sick, even though majority of people already had immunity, fear of being terminated from your job and not being able to support your family, which is a really big deal, or fear of not being able to go out in society and be normal, or fear of being able to travel freely unmolested on your way unless you have a vaccine passport, or fear of not being able to get your children into certain places. They used fear as a tactic. Fear is of Satan himself. Now, there's something different of being prepared and being awake and being strong and being vigilant. But fear has no place, my friends. Be awake. Be aware. Make decisions based on rational elements that are going on. Be prepared on rational elements that are happening to say, okay, this is what's happening. I'm working through this. This is probably the best option to go. This is what I should do. I should have a couple cans of food on this. I should make sure I keep my immune system strong. I should take care of my body. I should probably eat, shouldn't eat a lot of junk food. That's rational thinking. That's using cognitive functioning with your brain and saying, hey, these are certain things I can do to keep my body safe and strong that I've seen through the research. It's going to really help out. You know, If I get sick, I have N-acetylcysteine to help out with overall lung health. There's another option of what you can do. But basing your decisions and basing your convictions off fear will lose every single time and put you in a deep, dark hole. And that's what's happened to so many people now. And I've had a lot of people email me, and there's not a lot I can really say. You know, except the main protocols that I've had. I've had a lot of people email and say, dude, I got the shot. I'm having all these issues with my kidneys now. I'm having issues with blood pressure. I just talked to a guy the other day, car mechanic up in Orlando. 
known with him, worked with him over the past. Great dude, super sharp, knows, I mean, anything about exotics and sports cars. I mean, knows everything, can work on anything. Had back in the hospital again. He's having all these back problems with his spine because he's basically got veins now that basically that are around his spine. He's having blood clots in them. And he just got out of the hospital a couple months ago for kidney issues because he's having kidney problems. And I asked him, I said, did you get the shot? He's like, yeah, I got both Pfizer shots because I didn't get the booster because I got super sick after the second shot. He's like, I don't – and I asked him, I said, do you think any of this is related? He's like, I don't know. He's like, what I do know is I'm in my 40s and I'm super healthy. And he goes, now I'm, I feel like I'm in the hospital every other month now. It's just been ongoing and chronic. I'm like, oh, yeah. And I've told people before, there's a couple things you can possibly do that I've seen effective, and that's the turmeric force. That's a really good anti-inflammatory along with the GHI cleanse. Those two are really good. Remember, this is an inflammation problem that's happening. Also, the magnesium brain food is very good. And the vitamin E and the HGH stimulate and the CoQ10, all those three are there for the cardiovascular. So there's like five supplements pretty decent that can really help out effectively that can help hopefully in some cases from what I've personally seen keep your body strong if you're trying to detox out of this nonsense that you may have made a mistake in getting or basically tried to be forced to do and did it because somebody told you that you had to do it and you didn't realize it. Because I realize a lot of people got played. A lot of people got played. And I tried to warn people the best I could. And the people that listen, almost every single person now that's listened to me and has fought back and won have come to me now and said, dude, I am so glad i didn't give into that and i didn't cave thank you so much and i said dude don't thank me so i'm just trying to give you the information i said i just want it out there as many people as i can get it get it i said you do the same i said because all i'm trying to do is wake people up and save as many people as i can from the situation and that is again exactly what i said earlier and it ties right back to when dad said this was in my opinion the primary incident that has been the turning point for the compromise of the united states and people saying you can't talk about vitamin C. You can't talk about D3 helping out with the immune system, even though decades of research have confirmed both of those. You have to get the shot. That's the only option you have against this, basically, virus. You have no choice or else you're going to be terminated. That is unprecedented in a republic, especially here in the United States of America, and it is not something I will ever shut up and be quiet about. I told you guys what they did to everybody for two years was uncomprehensible to me, and I will not forget it. I will not pretend like it disappeared like they're trying to do now. They're trying to like brush it on the rug. Oh, by the way, all these people are getting sick from monkeypox, so we don't know if that's a side effect from the shot. Oh, all these people have myocarditis, totally unrelated to the shot, and they're trying to sweep it on the rug. They don't want anybody to talk about what's actually happening to people that got this shot or having side effects from it. They want everybody to forget what they did to us two years ago and arresting people for paddleboarding and giving citations to people for being in church parking lots listening to praise and worship and sermons over the radio with their windows up and shutting people's businesses down and arresting them and padlocking them because they said they weren't essential. When every person under God Almighty is essential, no state has a right to determine you're essential or not essential. No person has a right to tell you you're not worth enough to work. You're not worth enough to feed your family. You're not worth enough to run your business. Oh, but they, but Costco and Sam's, Costco, Sam's, and Walmart, you know, they're 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 essential. So we're just going to leave them wide open. They're they're not super spreaders. Can't be. Can't possibly have an issue there. They're totally safe. But you know, you got you got your small little mom and pop hardware store right here. You're not essential. We got to shut you down because, you know, we don't think, you know, you're essential. That's exactly what I think the IRS is getting ready to do, and we need to expose them before they even get spooled up to do it and expose everything they're doing. And Americans got to come together, especially this fall, and completely and totally turn the tables around because we got one last chance to try to make an election legit. 
then everybody has to get actively involved in this the best they possibly can. What do you think, Dad? I think that we all have to pray, pray, pray all the time. I mean, the problem right now is the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency, is now the media. I mean, you've got to understand who these guys are. And the CIA was originally pushed and developed by the Satanist PSYOP head of the military called Michael Aquino. Uh, you know, this is called Mind War, and we are at Mind War. And, and, you know, they're taking us basically one step at a time, and they're telling us that we have certain people like Jeff Bezos, et cetera, et cetera, that are being used as cutouts, that these people are in charge of us, and they're above us because they've given these guys a lot of money and a lot of power and a lot of prestige and a lot of press coverage. And they want us to just go ahead and believe them. I mean, you've got, you know, five of these guys that are cutouts by the Rothschild banking cartel, which is basically the ones who are pushing this, all of this. Larry Fink, Eric Schmidt, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, George Soros. You know, and we understand these people basically are trying to collapse the entire global financial system, the energy system and the supply chains to commit genocide. They, end up, they intend to collapse all of the world governments and replace them with an artificial intelligence driven system that ties your identity to a central bank digital currency with track to track technology controlling where you can go, what you can buy. This is a complete Luciferian takeover of the world, is what this is. They're going to take us right back to Genesis chapter 6. And when we understand this and we look at it, we go, wow, okay, what's our hope? Jesus is our hope. Getting your pastors to wake up, talking to your friends about Christ, walking in love, helping one another. So I want to thank you guys again for supporting Health Masters. I mean, you know, I retired years ago. I was done. I've been on the seminar circuit for years. I've done thousands of TV and radio talk shows. God spoke to me in that dream almost 10 years ago now, shook me to my very core. And I feel like right now I'm in the perfect of God's perfect, right in the center of God's perfect will for my life in his fractal timeline that I have, that I have for me, that I talked about in yesterday's show in depth. And I thank God Almighty for that. I thank everybody for supporting the show and helping us to pay for the show and, you know, supporting health masters and getting your toothpaste from us and supplements from us. Because if you didn't do that, we couldn't be here, quite frankly. And I want to thank you. It's, it's, it's people like Mike and Rebecca who came in yesterday who support the show. Guys, you guys mean the world to me. I want to thank you again for the support that you guys do. Uh, you know, if it wasn't for you guys, like I just said, we couldn't be doing this. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I had the opportunity to pray for you guys again this morning, for everybody listening. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, and thank you again for continuing to keep focused and stay strong on the things that are actually important. And always remember, a lot of this stuff, and I tell you this a lot, and I mean it sincerely, even though I'll cover certain things and talk about things and give you my opinion, a lot of the stuff we see on a regular basis is designed to be a distraction. Like I said, isn't it ironic that you know two, three months ago they were ranting and raving about how we need to give up our guns because it's for the children, it's for their protection? Yet then a month later, they're screaming and yelling and protesting how they want to have a right to kill unborn children and have full-term abortions because it's their right. Then a month later, they're saying how, oh, we need to arm the IRS agents and give insane amounts of money to these agencies, and we're going to raid people because you know we don't like what they're saying. Guys, it's all designed to be double talk. You can't believe anything they're saying half the time. You've got to look through it and realize what their actual attempt is and continue to expose it the best you possibly can. So thank you again, as Dad said, for the support of Health Masters. If you need anything, healthmasters.com, the product of the week, the eyesight formula, our top-tier ocular formula. I encourage you guys to try it if you're trying to keep your eyesight strong at healthmasters.com for 12% off and see, vote for what you want to see win on product of the week right now at healthmasters.com. we got a lot of different products that you can vote for. 
and see on the website the adrenal support, the ashwagandha, the magnesium brain food, the memory support, the quercetin, all up for votes for the product of the week next week. So, again, continue to be active and get the truth out there. If you need anything, be sure to give us a call at healthmasters.com. And always remember that you have a right to speak your voice. And I mean that sincerely, guys, because I, I have been so frustrated over the last couple of years where I've seen people say things or be told they can't say certain things, or they can't be vocal about stuff by the very groups that are telling you, you can't say anything. They're running their mouths about anything they want. I saw a video yesterday where bumbling buffoon Biden bizarrely claims that the inflationary number that dropped only because of last summer's inflation numbers when they're doing a 12-month spread were very low. They're still factoring them in. Wait till the end of September, beginning of October. That's when you're going to see the real numbers start to kick in. He claims the inflation number is zero. Our numbers at zero now. And I'm like, where are you coming up with this stuff, dude? The, the man just babbles. I don't think he knows. And now he's suddenly going on some beach trip with his whole family disappearing. I've told you guys this before repeatedly. I don't think half the time it's even who we actually think we're seeing. With the stuff from Deep Fake and everything else, no. He has these little pre recorded things he plays, then all of a sudden he's gone again. Or he's had COVID twice now, and now he's going on another vacation. I don't buy it. Continue to get the truth out to my friends. Call out everything when you see it. Healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again as, tomorrow as always on this show. Have a great night.